You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe we'll come chill in the basement and record an episode. Call it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving special edition. Call it Thankful Thursday. Ooh, bars. Welcome back, everybody. We're here again. Double coverage with the McCourty twins. You always know the lead off is me, Jason, to start the show. I welcome my mm. twin, Devin, to my show. Uh, I, as, think, I think everyone always asks, like, why don't I lead this You got to let up? me get through my stuff before you talk. Okay. As always, you know you can find a version of this on iTunes or YouTube. Mama, we made it. We All- made, 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 made it. All you have to do is go on, search Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins, iTunes, or YouTube to find our podcast. Listen to it on iTunes. Watch us on YouTube. To see my great face on YouTube. As always, check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at McCordy Twins. We're there. We're posting wives, kids. Um, Fun stuff. Yeah. Cool all stuff. Of, all of that. All of Mainly that from stuff. me, though. Not much from me. Yeah. Quick shout out to our partners uh, at Double Quick shout out to our partners with our double coverage, Boston Medical Center, Embrace Kids Foundation. We've all partnered together to tackle the sickle cell disease. Learn more at TackleSickleCell.org. Let's recap last show. We had a special guest, Mama Mac, on it. Not always you get to bring your mom on your yeah, podcast. If, you, if you're just checking this out, you should watch last week. That was uh, It was fun. It was interesting it to was see Mama Mac by... See how she handled herself. And it, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's always fun to do a show that's not centered around sports. So sitting on there, mom in the middle, talking. Um, it's crazy. You, you get to where you are, and a lot of times there's always going to be people that helped you to get there. So you sit here, and you're like, dang, mom's in the middle. And you think back of all the sacrifices she made for us growing up, single parent, uh, raised three young men. Well, now, I guess Larry's Well, Larry's old. old. We're still young. We're Larry's yeah, old. Yeah, he's so old. Well, I guess we're kind of old, too, in football. He just, he just had a birthday, November 10th. Yep. So, day before Veterans Day. Uh, but anyway. He was um, doing it big. Yeah. How special mom was to us. Uh, growing up, single parent household. Uh, she was the mom and the dad. Sacrificed so much, whether it was taking us to this practice here, taking us to that practice there, traveling, driving through any type of weather conditions to games. Uh, just special. And I remember just when we, when I first got drafted and Dev got drafted, she talked about, man, it'd be so amazing for you guys to do different things together, whether it was charity, whether it was marketing, to uh, eventually along, be able to play alongside each other. So That's um, why when we started the show, I say, Mama, we made it. This was all her idea. All her idea. We're just reaping the benefits of it. She does, too. She got, why? She got a place, a car. But I'm saying she doesn't reap any benefits from uh, double coverage of McCordy Twins. I won't make any money doing this. But she got the business. If you're watching this and you want to pay us, though, I mean. I'm if there's sure. any sponsors out there. I mean, we we'll love, take it. we'll love some dollars. We'll throw... Well, well, uh, we'll get well, Kev paid behind the scenes, man. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, out of all three of us, I mean, the Pats pay you the, I mean, the best buy like five times with the rest of That's us. That's not why we're here, though. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. That's not why we're here. We can't, I can't help the path you if we chose. Had to, if we had to consider percentage-wise how much everyone would make. Then we have to factor in how Tennessee and Cleveland paid you, too. Let's not leave that out. Uh, you didn't just get rid of that. That's old. 
They say that's the best money, the old money. Yeah, but it ain't like that. I'm Talking. Speaking of uh, Tennessee, I guess we have no choice. But hold on, before we get into that, you think that people appreciate just a plain gray T-shirt today? No, this is kind of slacking. I mean, you have a gas station on your shirt. What? That's a sicko. No? Fenway Park. No, it's a gas station. That's not what the Green Monster looks like. I have no idea. I've never been. Didn't you wear that shirt on here already? Oh, no, you wore that shirt on the road after a game. Yeah. I'm repping, I'm repping the uh, Red Sox. You the get it. I mean, you could get a better T-shirt than that. It's the only one I got. That's why you have to get a better shirt than that. Well, I'm not a fan like that. They just won the World Series, so I'll put the shirt on. Damn, maybe we could get them to send some to the show. That wouldn't be bad. We could hang some up. Hang some on our brick wall over there. <laughs> why well, are you laughing? Well, it's kind of like a picture of a brick wall. No, it's a brick wall. Yeah. If they don't know, I actually had a brick wall installed for the show. Yeah, babies are crying upstairs. We may have to get out of your basement soon. If you're and watching. go where? I don't know. Well, I guess we need some sponsorships first. But it's not that this is so easy. We come down here, well, we shoot at, this. It's easy for you. It's at your house. You live across the street. Yeah, but still. You want to do it at your house? Nah, there's too many kids. All right, then. And we already got this beautiful setup here. Awesome setup. We could move the brick wall. We are that strong. Shout out to Malka on the setup. They're, in, they're, in, they're there somewhere. Right there you go. Yeah. Anyway, like I was saying before, speaking of Tennessee, um, tough way to go down. Yeah, not our best showing before the bye week. Definitely not the way I envisioned going back to Nashville. That's for that's for darn sure. I do know. feel bad because you had a great pregame speech to the DBs, and if we could have played better and won that game, um, I'm sure that would have made it to the Patriots Instagram today. You know, it's funny. I said that to you last week, like man, I got the speech, and as the week went on. I was like. I mean, I should just tell Dev he could just do it. I really don't got nothing different to say. Like it's just no. It was game. good though. And then when I got to the stadium, it just hit me. Like I just like it just came to me. But we're over with you. So. Oh, I don't plan on giving another one. We oh, lost the game. Yeah, you're done. It didn't here. even play well. So yeah, you're done. But anyway, um, <laughs> cool to be back. I guess in Nashville for me, cool to see some familiar faces. Um, you know what was funny? Walking in, Jay. Uh, we walked in the stadium and we went left, mm-hmm. I think it was. And Jay sat there and he was like, dang, every other time I've been in the stadium, I come in and I go right. That's what I'm used to. I don't even know what this side of the hall looks like. Um, I just think that's such an interesting perspective of people watch us and they, they see all the guys play. And um, you don't kind of realize like how much something becomes home on a team. So um, you think about it, you, you, I mean, I guess it's different here. The, the practice facility is at the stadium, so you're in different parts of the stadium. But for guys that have been there, you've never been in the visiting locker room. You have no idea what it looks like. So Sunday was, I've been in the visiting locker room. Yeah, I'm saying here it's a little different. But when I got back to Tennessee, Sunday was the first time I ever in stepped foot locker. in the visiting locker room. So uh, that aspect uh, of it was cool. Let's uh, hope next time you go back is a better outcome. Yeah, that's what I'm definitely hoping. So, um yeah, we got to make that happen. Not much to talk about with that one. What yeah, it was the, um, one of the best parts was getting a chance to. Um, to oh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, seeing Tim Shaw. Yeah, seeing my guy T. Shaw, T. Shaw Strong. Um, for you guys that don't know, uh, while I was in Tennessee, probably for three years, me and uh, Tim Shaw were teammates. Um, amazing special teams player. Um, Penn State grad. Penn State grad. Uh, linebacker, was a running back in high school. Uh, really good, um, and then uh, he ended up going to Chicago, 
and uh, I believe he got drafted to Jacksonville, but ended up in Chicago and set a record with 30 special teams tackles in a season. Impressive. And I remember talking to him about just the business of the NFL. So you think about it, you go out as a young player, you get 30 special teams tackles in a season, obviously one of the best special teams players in the league that year, and you get released. And it's just like that's the business of it, for whatever reason, numbers-wise. But he ended up in Tennessee and um, – was a captain there, a special teams captain, a guy that stood for what you want an NFL player to stand for, a guy who was strong in his faith, um, a really good teammate, a really good person, uh, always helping others. And uh, I remember his last year there uh, through training camp um, just wasn't himself and felt like he didn't have the same explosiveness, the same pop, um, just felt like his training-wise, his strength wasn't the same. And ended up getting released in training camp that year and um, I think throughout, throughout I'm talking to him, kind of going backwards after the fact, uh, throughout that time of being released, just trying to figure out what was going on with his body, finally ended up going to see a doctor. Uh, I think it was like eight months later, around like April time, and uh, being diagnosed with ALS. And I remember um, when that happened, of just as a player, as a team, you're like, especially at the time, not really knowing too much about ALS. And I was around the time the Ice Bucket Challenge and all of that came out. And uh, when you see somebody affected like that, especially an NFL player, a guy, 250-pound linebacker that was running down full speed, hitting people, was so active, so uh, into keeping his body healthy and to that standard. And just over the years, every time I see him, he's always in great spirits, no matter how physically uh draining the diseases mm -hmm. on his body um it's just crazy to see that disease how fast it acts of uh, a guy that's running full speed to next thing you know it slows him down but he's still up and he's moving yeah, and he's walking to now wheelchair bound but it's always fun to see him because whenever i see him he has a big smile on his face and he's always asking you how you're doing so um it was really good after the game to share a moment with him on the field and just to see him and just to see how involved he still is with the, uh, with the organization in there. So it was really good to see my guy, T-Shaw. Yeah, that was cool, man. I, I, don't, I don't know him that well, but just hearing his story is very inspiring, I mm -hmm. think. Um, Check out his book, too. To people. Life. Yeah, to, to people either dealing with ALS or have a family member, a friend. Um, just very inspiring. Reminds me a lot of Eric Legrand from Rutgers mm -hmm. uh, and what he's doing in society to make a difference and um, – not using something that could be very debilitating, um, not seeing it that way and making it um, kind of a part of his story and his testimony. So uh, big salute uh, to T-Shaw. Speaking of salute, big salute to all the, the uh, servicemen and women that are on the sideline. Got yeah. to shake a lot of hands. It was cool when we go out for our dynamic warm-up and our T-shirts and stuff and just mm -hmm. seeing all of them down there. Uh, during pregame and just being able to shake their hands and say thank you uh, and let them know that you appreciate them and uh, they're asking us for autographs or taking pictures and we're sitting there like man you guys are the real heroes so mm -hmm. I think that's always cool just to be able uh, to say thank you. And I thought that was cool throughout the league just seeing people uh, whether it was high fives or um, I think it was the Eagles, you know, TD celebration saluting mm -hmm. um, the troops that was there. So it was, it worked out to be a pretty cool day, I think, in the NFL. Um, you know, with Sunday being the 11th of, of November, I thought was. Um, we don't got no team celebrations like that. No, it wasn't. We don't. Seattle had a cool one the other day. It hit like a choreograph. Like it looked like they look like the uh, five heartbeats Man, out there. Man, they killed that thing. You just got to make sure everybody that's doing it, like everybody has rhythm. Like you don't want nobody out there looking crazy. You know, 
So if we did something like it that, it has to be like the DBs. We, but we, we might have, have the most rhythm out of the team. We might have to leave you out though. Nah, I highly doubt that. We're not too sure. You dance highly doubt that. I'd take you in a competition any day, any day of the week. Want bust a move? No, I don't want bust no move. All right, I'm just checking. Overrated. Seeing former teammates and playing against your former team. Definitely. Just another game. Definitely. Uh, we did quick slants yesterday, and that's what Tom Curran asked. Like, do you think uh, because they had so many guys on their team that were expatriates that they were just so much more motivated because of that than us? And this is like the game starts when you play football. They just outplayed us. And I think obviously for those guys, I think it shows up more post game. After the game, you win the game. You say you're you're angry or whatever the emotions you had. You say how you feel, but. I mean, it, I think it's definitely cool. I like after the game to see guys that you play with. There's some guys there that I play. I played in the team with for like six years. So cool to see those guys catch up for a hot second. But realistically, I mean, you talk to a guy for 30 seconds after a game. It's like guys that you're really cool with. You you still talk to them, see them in the off season. Anybody in Tennessee that was there with you when you started? No, no, no. I was the uh, Brett Kern, the punter came I think after training camp my rookie year so he was probably the only guy um yeah so they had to get you up out of there you was old yeah of course man I'd get you out of there yeah what a the... difference when you leave what I mean they beat us last time we played them and you was on the team we beat them yeah it was what last time I played against you guys there was 2012 yeah it was good for a us. long time ago what you got planned for the bye week oh um, no I think we talked about that already well, now we know our schedule. But what – what? Uh, this is a better question. What changes the bye week from Jason McCourty in 2009, 10, 11? Like, what, what is a bye week turn you know, I into? Because I know what it was like when I first was a rookie. I don't know what year it was, but one year my wife actually convinced me to take our daughter to Disney um, for the bye week. And as amazing as experience Disney is and how much fun my daughter and my wife had – it was miserable. Who wanted to go to Disney more? Uh, Lily? My, my, or, no, my or daughter, Liana, was two at the time. My wife had never been to Disney. She wanted to go to Disney. And don't get me wrong, Disney's a great place as long as you can afford it because it's, it's so expensive. But I didn't want to do Disney on my bye week. We walking around. Where the kids don't sleep. We walking around Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and all these other. I wanted to just rest my bye week, but that was also a younger me. I could do it and come back. Now, I plan on sleeping for my bye week, you know? Just resting up, uh, get a little practice, and then try to improve, and then just not setting my alarm clock. That's what, what I'm looking for. What's to. the best bye week you've ever had? The getaway part. The best bye week I've ever had. Well, I've had, you know, I've had bye weeks where we've come in after our game on Sunday, and on Monday, the coach says, see you next Monday. So any bye week that contained a – that was a good bye week. A whole week off? It didn't matter what I did. Like, that was an awesome bye week. But um, in 2016, we had a late bye week in December, right around Christmas time. And I was uh, a little hurt, so I couldn't really leave. But uh, in Nashville, uh, Opry, Opryland Hotel, we uh, got a room there with the kids, and they have different Christmas festivities and the train that rides through. They got a huge tree they light up, building gingerbread houses and uh, Build-A-Bear and all of that. So we went and stayed there for a couple of nights. So that was fun. The kids had a, a great time. So uh, I, I would say that was a lot of time. I was able to rest and have, and a, still have some good fun. family time. So you can't beat that. Yeah, and I would say the same thing for me. Like, when I was younger... I guess I should have asked you, huh? I was on the first thing smoking back to New York. 
So I back go, to New York City, huh? I go back to New Big York. Big city boy. Eating dinners, go out, nightlife. City slicker. Uh, no rest during a bye week. Nightlife. How much action could I get into? How much How much nightlife do you have now with two kids? Uh, a lot. A lot of nightlife. It just happens to be... Uh, making bottles. Making bottles and changing waking, diapers. Waking up to Buddy screaming at night. Now, are you, are, you the, are you the parent that changes the diaper in the middle of the night? Or do I don't you... wake up in the middle of the night during the season. But when we had, when we had low, I would take the night shift. Because we had her back in March, so... Um, it was before we started off-season program. I do the night shift. No so are problem. you that type of parent, like, you hear the kid, but you don't hear your wife wake up yet, so you just stay laying still and act like you sleep? And no, I, your wife? I'll get up sometimes and I'll talk to her. I was like, is he good? So am I, dang, so am I the, I'm the only one. You're a bad parent. I've been told you that. I, I, I roll I over. I helped Jay become a good parent when he had his first kid. I'll, I'll try to, him. like, roll over and, like, nudge my wife by accident. Like, you don't hear, you don't hear the kid crying? You gotta wake up early. Yeah, during the season's fine. Like during the season, it sucks because you wake up off season too. Nah, off season you gotta wake up. Dang, you yawning? I guess you are tired. Yeah, you gotta handle that. I'm just you know what I mean. I, I, it's Long my days. It's my first bye week as a Patriot. How 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 do you get better during the bye week? Obviously, we're at a point we got six more games left. I was coming down to late in the season where. Um, Things are starting to sh- form shape of what it's going to be like. How do you get better during this time? Uh, I think the one thing that sticks out, if you've been around here any amount of time, either as a player or a fan, uh, or just, you know, you've been in this area, you know Bill always says football really starts after Thanksgiving. So I think um, for us, bye weeks have come at good times when it's around this time because the next time we play will be after Thanksgiving. So, um, But I think it's a, a true effort in the saying, like, yeah, we will rest during this bye week, but the days we work, let's go work. And, and I think player-wise, you have to have a very open mind to get criticized, to understand this is what we don't do well, this is what we do well, and come in and be willing to learn and be willing to say, like, all right, this is what I need to do to help the team. Um, and I think to have that good attitude. Um, one thing I've always loved in our building when I hear is um, to be a leader or to have leadership is to have – uh, is attitude and performance. You come in with a positive attitude and you perform well, you can be a leader. And I think during the bye week, you try to get all, you know, whatever it is, 53 guys, you know, practice squad. You want all the guys kind of with that mentality moving into the bye week because I think that gives you a chance coming off the bye week to go out there and, and perform and, and turn things around if you need to turn them around or just play Keep your best football. What, what is uh, a lot of teams self-scout at this time? What is that? What is that? I think that goes back to like the things you do well, the things you don't do well. What so is scouting though? Just watching, just watching all your games, your film, um, and being able to say like, this is what I'm not doing well. This is how teams are attacking us. This is how players are attacking me, um, and being able to go fix that or, or just having an awareness. I think if you just keep it rolling and act like you know things haven't showed up that continue to show up. You know, you want to find those correlations. You want to find the similarities of what teams are doing. Um, and I think that enables you to become a better team. Yeah, definitely so. Did you got, Did you do that? Like, did you play on teams where you would come in? Um, like, we come in there. Like, we go in there. It's going to be like boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah, everything, we, all we, bad plays. It's like a low light. Yeah, we always, we always self-scouted. But there's been multiple times where I haven't practiced as a team during the uh, during but even this time but you period. still review but like things. when we got back that Monday like Monday was a big like here are the things we're doing well 
and these calls, this, that, and the third, and it'd be like short tape, but this is the stuff we're not doing well, and this is why we're not where we want to mm-hmm. be, this is why we lost this game. So it was always big, a big time to catch up on that stuff, so um, definitely. So I'll just say, I guess the difference here would be we'll get started on that right away. It won't really be Monday when we come yeah. back. Like When we come back Monday, it'll be all Jets. it's all Jets. Yeah. It's, it's time to go. It's ready to go. So Dang, Speaking of bye weeks, uh, I think Rutgers could get another bye week. Hey man, what did what did you say Tom said to you uh on the bus Saturday? He gets on the bus Saturday. Score at that time I think is Michigan was up 21 to 7 on Rutgers and he comes on the bus he was like, "Yeah man, you guys are hanging tough this year." I'm like, the score's 21 to 7. Like, we're getting blown out. I'm telling you, I didn't hear that guy mention a word about Michigan for years that I had been there. And then I think we beat them. I want to say the first year we went to the Big 10 and I was like, "Dang, Tom, you all right?" Rutgers got at Michigan, and he and he gave me that look like, what are you talking about? No idea that they even played, and now all of a sudden they beat us seventy eight to zip, uh, forty nine to seven this year. Last year or the year before, and he comes in, and we're at the game Sunday. I forgot who we were playing. He was like, "Really doing Div seventy eight points?" I'm like, "Oh, now this guy." He goes back and throws a couple passes with Harbaugh. Now he's a big Michigan man. We'll get at him someday soon. Not this year, that's for sure. Someday soon. We got Penn State next. Someday soon. Then I think Michigan State. This, I mean, it's. Hey, are you, what are you looking we'll for? Turning around. What, what are you looking for most? I mean, they just got to be thankful. Thanksgiving's coming up, so. Mm. What are you looking forward to? Thanksgiving, New City. Oh, matter, who's cooking? This will be. Who's cooking? This will be. This will be the first Thanksgiving that we spent together. The whole family's been together well, since. Well, mommy's not coming. She said. I think she's gonna cook in Jersey. Oh. It's because we she kept asking us who was cooking. I'm like, Mom, I don't got time to think about Thanksgiving. Got games coming up. Go talk to the wives. Well, I guess we'll spend Thanksgiving here then. Or we could spend it at your house. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we'll come chill. Maybe we'll come chill in the basement and record an episode. Call it Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving special edition. Call it Thankful Thursday. Ooh, bars. Thankful Thursday. Hey, Instagram, can you add that? Hashtag that. Thankful Thursdays. You think you get? You think you'll go viral if you do it with a video too? Yeah. Uh, you think you go viral like how Will Smith goes viral on Instagram? Great, great follow if you don't follow Will Smith on Instagram. Thankful Thursday. I gotta think about what my first post is gonna be. Well, it's not. Thursday. I mean, it's only. Oh, you're trying to get it go like every week. Every week. Thank, but you started on Thanksgiving. It'd be like. I mean, you think you think Thankful Thursday will overtake uh, Throwback Thursday? You might want to pick another day. Thankful throwbacks, too. Or Thankful Tuesday. No, I don't sound the same. Yeah. We'll see. What's going on in group chat, man? What What's your friends talking about? What your buddies talking about? My screen went black. Very disappointing to see down in the bayou in New Orleans. Des Bryant uh, finally signs with the team. Yeah, I sucked. And Mandela, Des Bryant, I'm proud of that 2010 class. We still holding on, holding strong. You feel me? Yeah, to see him go down. Des Bryant, me, Grant. There's a lot of people not in the league um, in the 2010 class, too. My mind just went blank. Joe Hayden. No one cares. Eric Berry. No one cares. Eric Berry hasn't played in the game this year. The yet. Dominican Sioux. I'm just saying, still holding it down. You wouldn't take him to be your safety in the league? Yeah, take him over all our safeties. Anyway. Damn, um, that was rough. Sucks to see him go down with an injury. Achilles out for the season. Um, just to wait that long for opportunity and then to be with the New Orleans Saints, a team that's playing really good, high-powered offense. Drew Brees, obviously. 
Uh, you hate to see anybody go down with injury. It's just devastating. So definitely. Uh, Do you think sitting out has a part of that? Do you? Because it's weird. Like I've seen, I, f I can't think of, um, we had a guy tear his Achilles one time. I want to say in like the six OTA practice, literally uh, a wide receiver on the line of scrimmage and he steps forward and he tears his Achilles. Like, so it's kind of like, dang, I don't know what I just did on my mic. It's like, dang, was it was it something he could prevent? Or, you know, people just going to say that now that he got hurt? Oh, we'll fix this later. Yeah, he heard it. I think, I think it definitely um, plays into it. I mean, you can't, you can't replicate. Beat me up. You can't replicate football practice. You can't replicate training camp. You can train all you want. But going out there doing it is a totally different thing. So that's the thing when there's so much time off. It's just, I mean, you, you can't predict those things. Yeah. You can't prevent them to a certain extent. But that's why when you look at guys like Le'Veon Bell. Or I, I, if I'm Le'Veon Bell, as soon as I saw Des Bryant, no, I'm through. There's no way I'm coming back. You, you had Earl Thomas get hurt earlier. And now you have a guy who's in a similar situation as you. He's probably been training, working out, ready for that opportunity. Then you get out there and... I saw somebody was like, he already lost eight mil. What's another six? I mean, that's a little extreme. Like, <laughs> like, come on. But I think at this point, the risk probably is worth the reward going into free I, I agency. I think it kind of falls in his, what's the name like? Didn't they say if the, if the tag can I think be, they can tag him again if he doesn't play, but I think the tag goes up to like $25 million. So, I mean, it's probably a good chance that he becomes that. a free agent. Great. So, team. I mean, he kind of gets, you know, what he... But what he, he wanted a chance to, to be free. Yeah. So um, very interesting. I think all of these things are interesting. I think you start to see um, players realize what they can do. Like you look at, we talked about a bunch of times already, like Jimmy Butler wanting to be out of Minnesota. Then you look at Le'Veon Bell, you know, wanting a contract that he wants. Earl Thomas wanting a contract that he wants. And seeing players, whether you agree or disagree uh, with the moves that guys have made, I just think it's interesting to see. Usually we always talk about players being at the mercy of a general manager, a head coach, an owner. Um, it's very interesting to see players saying, like, no, I want to I wanna be what I want to be, and I want to take control of that. So, so. Do, you think there, do you think there's something to it? Because they showed the old tweet, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Twitter, will they go find – who do oh. you think finds that? Do you, uh. think, do you think Twitter does that, or do you nah, think like somebody a Somebody just goes, goes and search it. But in 2000, how do you know to search cares? that? But in 2013, I think it's a cool topic. He said, um, "It's basically your choice. Like if you, if you're healthy enough to play. You just choose not to play. Like that's on you." Obviously, now older it doesn't really go against see, what he's seeing doing. the business side of it. But do you think there is some truth to that childhood feeling of what a sport is, the love of the game, like? you still getting paid 14 million dollars like it's not a guarantee for the next year but you playing a sport you love with guys I that think you it, want to go to battle with it's all relative i think when you look at it if you only look at it like that you'll say yeah that's stupid take 14 million dollars you're playing football um but i think when you see some of these cases of anybody that goes to work they could be making compared to someone else they could be making a lot more money but they could also say I feel like I deserve to make more. So I think if you feel that way, then you have to do what you think you have to do to get to that. But I think on the other hand, there's some people that will say, I still want to get to that, but I'm willing to take this. So I think it, it all matters what you decide to do, which, how you feel.
Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, it's hard to judge from the outside looking in, though. And I guess for me, if you look at year 10, and it's just like, man, like I look back over the, my 10-year career, there was only one year in 2015. I went on IR and missed 12 games. And you sit back and you look at that year, and it's just like, dang, I barely even played football. I remember getting my W-2s at the end of the year and for tax purposes. And you know each year, you at the end, when you get all your W-2s, you got so many of them from all the different states that you played in, and I had like two of them. Uncle Sam, like, get that money. I was like, dang, like, I, I was about to hit up our uh, our lady, and, and I was like, yo, where are all my W? And then you, the realization is that you didn't play in any games really that year, and to sit there and realize like, man, like you're only, you're, the expiration date is, is there. You're only gonna play so I many saw, years. And I saw that they said, does sitting out a year help you because you don't play, or is age still age? So as a as a thirty one year old Jason McCourty still thirty one or is he thirty because he got he got hurt in fifteen, you know it's all interesting. Well, got hurt, but if you're not hurt and you're just healthy and you're getting, yeah. it's not taking the bruises. That's interesting. It's just I think it all depends on the general manager, whoever's evaluating talent or, or putting their team together, what they think. Um, but I think it's a solid argument. Like, still giving them a mega deal, even when I'm playing a mega deal. Show. There's no doubt about you, it. You the GM, you still giving them one? I I don't know. I'm. I have a bunch of things that I have to go through as a GM. What do I want? Do I want one main back that's heavy paid? Do I want the Patriot way of having four or five backs? You know, like, there's a lot you have to go through as a GM that you know I can't answer that question right now. I get but you if that. you tell me you have a chance to have one of the best players in the NFL, I mean, it's hard not to say you won't think about it. Sixers favored to win? Win what? The East? No, it's still the Celtics. They're just struggling a little bit. Jimmy Buckets. That was an interesting trade. It, to me, that's always so funny with any trades in any sports. Like they say Jimmy Butler is going to get traded and the Houston Rockets are in uh, possibly four first-round trades. And then Jimmy first round picks. First-round picks. And then you see Jimmy Butler gets traded for uh, Sarek, um, uh Covington. I think a second-round pick. And a second-round pick. And it was – I can't think of the other guy's name who got traded with mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler. And you're like – what happened to four first-round picks? Like, how we go to four first-round picks to one second-round pick and two other players that, I mean, aren't on the level that he's on. Not saying they're not solid players, but um, not to, they're not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, I believe, is an Olympian. He's been an all-star. He's had to be first-team all-NBA uh, in defense. I'm sure he's an all-NBA player one of these years. So it was just interesting, like, all of those trade rumors, but... Jared Bayless got was in the trade too. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and Justin uh, Patton. Justin Patton is what the name I saw. Yeah, I didn't know Jared Bayless went too. But I think, but also is all you gotta think about what what is what is four first round picks from the from a team be if they're good? What does that look like? Yeah, like I mean they need, but they have one bad year. Now you're in a you're in a you're in a the sweepstakes of, again. A lot, of, a lot of Boston Celtics. Yeah, like you're in a shoot. I want to be in the, the draft Nets this ended, year. The, I know that the Nets ended up not panning yeah. out. Now you got all these early draft picks. Yeah, I want to be in the draft pick, draft room this year. You got Zion Williamson, you got Cam Reddish, you got R.J. Barrett. All and these are three guys on the same team. I want to be in the draft. Give me one of those guys. You wouldn't know what to do in there. You got to stick to football. You crazy? I could draw some X and O's. Hey, Brad Stevens, if you need me on staff. Let me know. I can't. I can't really get up and down the court like that anymore. But I can coach it up. Man, um, what's going on in California? Crazy. Sad. I got a friend who's in the Bay Area, 
and uh, fires haven't touched him, but just the air quality. Uh, sent a picture. He was wearing a mask, just being outside. They've informed mm-hmm. him to like only go outside if you if you have to. I had talked to um, I know uh, Kenny Britt lives out in that California area, and they had to just like rent a car and just drive until they mm-hmm. were able to find a vacant hotel room. I talked to Marty Bennett. That's what I think him and his daughters in Texas. Um, and they got out of there in Hollywood Hills, so it hasn't hit him, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but his wife was telling my wife, like, just how serious it is, and the winds are still blowing, so it's a little unpredictable, uh, is what they said. So um, just prayers and thoughts go out to things like that. Um, like Slate always says, when you see things like that happen, it puts just it puts life in perspective of some of the, the things we worry about and lose sleep over um, and the things we kind of take for granted of, you know, just – a fire starting like that and seeing cars burnt up on the, like yeah that's true like that's things it that almost you truly looks like a movie do. yeah it, it doesn't did. it doesn't look real at all they're moving i think it's at one point it was moving at like five or six football fields per minute yeah that's how rapid uh it was growing at one point and they said the crazy thing is about those winds it could be blown one way the next one second and blown the so, next yeah. way the next so it was just spreading all over the place so sad and like you said prayers up uh, to everybody that's dealing with that. Um, a big month, the month of November for the Players Coalition. Um, what, are, what, are, what, are, what is going on? Like, What is being talked about? I know it's a lot to do with kids and um, just making sure uh, our youth have a bright future. Yeah, uh, in November we're going to spotlight just the criminal justice, not the criminal justice, juvenile justice um, of, you know, just trying to keep some of these kids out of the system, you know, whether that's um, – out of the courtrooms and being prosecuted for different things or, you know, out of the jails where, you know, studies have shown, you know, these kids that they're just, they're not developed yet. And, you know, we stick them in jail and we kind of, you know, in some cases just, you know, that's it. You kind of ruin these kids' lives. So um, it's been very interesting for me to learn from all of these different people, different experts. Um, Well, that's something that, you know, I plan on doing during the bye week to go sit down um, with some people in the area uh, trying to learn more and seeing how we can help um, as players. But um, definitely putting a spotlight. We did a PSA, myself, Jay, and uh, Deron Harmon, um, just talking about different things that go on, um, especially in the black and brown communities where um, you have more children locked up, you know, of color. How fine of a line is it of, like, when you talk about holding somebody accountable, and saying like, hey, if you did this, you 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 no, it, and and how fine of a line is it with that? But at the same time, recognizing like, hey, like this young kid maybe did something that was wrong, made a mistake. But this young kid's thirteen. Let's not dictate the whole yeah, rest of his life. And how fine of a line? There's is that? no there's no fine line at all because it's it's recognizing like a mistake was made and you need to be held accountable but i think it's how we hold kids Mm. accountable like i don't studies show like sticking them in a jail cell and and juvenile detention like that's not showing them they did something wrong and allowing them to fix it and and be rehabilitated it's telling them you did something wrong and now we don't care about you anymore so we'll throw you in jail and we'll take you away from your family you'll have no support you'll kind of be alone and now you have to find your way back so you take a 13-year-old and, and throw him in jail, how does he find his way back? He usually finds his way back in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he picks up more skills to go back on the street instead of being in different programs that will help a kid schoolwork, uh, develop goals in life, whether that's Time a trade school, college, 
how to do better in high school. Like all of those things, I think we can equip young kids with um, moving forward instead of just putting them in jail and not really equipping them with anything to improve their life. Um, I think is the, is the main goal. So um, it'll be a good time just to learn more about that uh, with some extra days off um, for myself and some of the guys uh, on the team and, and go learn about that. Yeah, that was one of the cool things you hear about. You just when you think about it, kids brains just aren't fully developed yet. And it's like you make that mistake, but you still have room and time to grow and change. And it's like the more we mold and the more care we put into and the more we dive in as a community, the more we can help change and mold our young our young lives and young people to be able to like you said equip them to make those better decisions and lead lives that they maybe grew up and couldn't see but now exactly. through a, a, a eye-opening experience or or, or, or just or, from the help of someone yeah, else of learning like man there really is more out there that for I me than just what's in my back there's a lot of successful people that can tell you numerous stories of mistakes they made that they either caught a break and could have finished them or there's some people that haven't had successful lives that didn't catch that break and, you know, it did finish them. So yeah. um, ver- love the work that, you know, I've been doing with the coalition uh, in this area and, and definitely plan to keep it going. Always fun to see and I think uh, to learn the different ways you can impact and, and help, you know. Um, it's just big. I think the bye week's a perfect time to do so. Um, moving right along, though, hitting our segment who won the? Should we start with who won the weekend or who lost the weekend? Uh, since we lost, let's go with who lost. Let's keep this somber mode. Oh man, let's keep it going. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna go with uh, stay mellow for me. I'm gonna go with Carmelo Anthony losing the weekend. I think, and but, I don't think he deserved to lose the weekend. Reports are Carmelo and Houston are having a sit down conversation to decide what his role is going for. Reports are Houston will be moving on from Carmelo Anthony. Ten games into the season, one of those games he had 28 points. One of them 24, one of them 22 points. It's like the 28-point game was a huge win. He's being a sca- – they're making him a scapegoat. My my issue with it is you watch Carmelo over the years. You watch him in OKC last year. He's doing what he's done over the years. So it's like you – he was a highly coveted free agent for Houston. Like you wanted this guy here. You went out of your way to, to try to lure him there, and now he's giving you exactly what you were trying to get him there to do. But now you're upset. And it's like I think they're more upset about what the team has turned into. You're you're a Chris Paul injury away from maybe beating Golden State and making it to the finals and kinda I think they probably felt like if they made it they would have won. Yeah. Now you come back this year and it just hasn't it hasn't the moved the way you thought it moved. You know, you went from one of the best scoring teams in the NBA to one of the worst scoring teams yeah. in the NBA. So what's easier? To say we blew it in the offseason with what we could do and, and how we managed it, or to say, hey, it's all Carmelo's fault. Get rid of him. You know, people have already been, you know, he kind of was scapegoatish a little bit in OKC and, you know, in New York. Obviously, people have tried to rip him apart in New York. And I mean, all he did was get buckets in New York, but. They win. I mean, the team was bad. Okay, but. The team was bad. It is what it is. I mean, not everybody's LeBron James, but they're going to scapegoat him, and it is what it is. Draymond Green lost the weekend big time, though. Worse than Melo. Yeah, I mean, because first he gets in a big little whatever you want to call I know it. You, I know you were upset. You're a big KD groupie, so. No, nah, I used to be a, a bigger KD fan when he was in OKC. I, I, I just can't be a Warriors fan, but I'm still, still a fan of yeah, Kevin yeah, Durant. KD but, I mean, to me that happens on the sideline. But then he got suspended 
But I think I saw they said he was going to sit out. So I didn't know if that meant they were making him sit out or he decided to sit out. So then they suspended him without pay. How, how do I'm you, not sure. How do you handle that, though? You're as a teammate, say for football example, you're in a game and um, let's I, say I, I, we're up, we're up, we're up a touchdown and a guy gives up a, a, a out route or something for it. I give up a, a touchdown pass. And right before the play, you said to me, hey, Jay, be alert for this out route. I think they're going to run the out route. And I get beat on the out route for a touchdown. And now we're getting ready to go on overtime. Like, as a teammate in that situation, is it like, hey, yo, don't worry about it. Like, we're about to go win this thing in overtime. Or is it, I just told you they were running the out no, route. No, I definitely still- think I definitely think one of them should have said that. Like, hey, my bad. Let's go win the game. But they didn't. But I think. In basketball, it's different. There's 82 games. So, like, that should have been a lesson. Like, dang, we blew that. Did they win the game? No, they lost. But then one of them should have been like, yo, we cool. You know, like, this, not, is, this is over. Like, we're cool. Like, let's move on. But it seems like, I mean, I read reports it boiled over. They were arguing still in the locker room and teammates were jumping on. So, who knows what really happened. Um, but that's just a bad situation. So, I would say not just Draymond. I would say maybe Golden State's lost a weekend and maybe my pick will come back to haunt me maybe this whole thing's about to blow i don't think so anyway that's what they're saying here in new england when in the weekend you said 76ers 76ers definitely won a weekend picking up jimmy buckets um i think the good thing is i think jimmy butler for Poor one Markel he's Fultz. for one jimmy butler has balled this year shooting at a high percentage and he's always defending. He's a gritty player. I think to add a gritty player to Philadelphia 76ers to throw along with Ben Simmons, one of the most skilled players in the NBA at his size. Joel Embiid, one of the most skilled centers at his size, shoots the three, plays They said, they said between um, Simmons and Butler, they're going to have some of the biggest social media trolls uh, out there. Not Simmons, it's Embiid. I mean, not Simmons, Embiid. Yeah, they're going to be live on Instagram. So check your comments or check other people's comments because they probably won't be commenting on your pictures like mine. They won't be commenting on mine either, though. Anyway, I went with Floyd Mayweather as one the weekend. A lot of people are going to say, why? I'm watching the highlights of the game. Uh, Lockett on Seattle scores a touchdown. Hands, Throws it to the champ. Hands Floyd Mayweather the ball. Next thing you know, your guy, Cooks, scores B. a touchdown. Cooks. Hands the ball to Mayweather. I'm like Mayweather just out here. B. Cooks representing for the lightweights. Just out here winning, winning the weekend. Guy scoring touchdown, handing the ball. I saw on the. I what saw, does Mayweather do with those footballs? Nothing. Gives them away. I don't know. But it's like people were mad because they were like, all these people at the game. You could give a ball to a kid. There was different um, servicemen, servicemen and women. and women at the game. You can give the ball to them. I I mean, but at the end of the day, you score a touchdown. You give the ball to whoever's in your eyesight. I don't know, like. It's probably very cool. Why them. Floyd don't deserve a ball? Why he I'm can, just he's saying, a fan. Yeah, and people love like it's the Mayweather. People love that. Just <laughs> they're like, probably big fans too. Like Floyd, yeah, a fan of mine. I'm a fan. The of same him. way someone else, you know, you might walk into a grocery store and they might be like, man, I'd Jason, Jason a, McCourty's in here. Those guys scored and B Cook was like, my man, money Mayweather. If I can give a ball away, I'm giving away to the kid. Though. I wonder. I wonder if B Cooks called him Flambowski. I should text him, ask him if he called Mayweather Flambowski. I highly doubt it. I don't think there were really words exchanged. There might have been. Flambowski! More than an athlete shout out. Who you got this week? You got this this week. Yeah, I, I do handle the announcements. Yeah, you handle all announcements. I'm going to work on fixing my mic. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Chris Carson has won it from the Seattle Seahawks. Week 9 NF, NFLPA Community MVP. He helped generate more than $180,000 for homeless youth in the Seattle uh, area at a recent uh, Roots 
uh, fundraiser. Roots is uh, Rising Out of the Shadows. That's what it stands for. So uh, pretty cool for him uh, to do that. Well, yeah, now nah, you're blowing it over there. But uh, anyway, 180, uh, more than $180,000 going towards uh, homeless youth is uh, awesome. You know, just that is awesome. I, I heard a, a stat a couple years ago. The average age for a homeless person in Massachusetts was uh, 10 years old. Uh, and that was a, um, an organization that, that give, give, gives beds to kids. Um, I spoke at the, the thing and, uh, try to donate some money there every year now. It was a pretty cool organization and what they do. So that's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of awesomeness going on. Trying to do my part. More than an athlete. Shout out LeBron. Don't just dribble. Ooh. He has documentary coming out too. Where, uh, I think it's like a three part or it might be out already. Well, you gotta check that out yeah check it out let us know about it i'm almost done with true detective uh oh anybody's wondering house of cards is still pretty decent um without kevin spacey i don't know if everybody boycotted because of what he did but he's not in it they kicked him right out of there they don't even show his face i'm i'm i'll check that out claire claire does not disappoint show wrap up reminder you can check us out on itunes or on YouTube. Mama, you have to do Mama, we made it. Is go on and search double coverage with the McCordy Twins. With the McCordy Twins. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Places. Uh, thank you for the ad libs. Thank you to our partners as well Boston Medical Center and BMC. Embrace Kids Foundation. Embrace Kids Foundation. I'm going to go enjoy my bye week. You guys enjoy yours. A lot of family time. What do you mean you guys enjoy yours? Who? Me or you tell the people that watch it they might not have a bye Kev week? Kev has a bye week. Kev does have a bye week. Yeah. Other people have a bye week. Yeah, hey, if we fans, have a buy, they got a buy. fans have a bye week. How many tweets will you get? How many tweets will you see people say that the Pats aren't playing on Sunday? Will you be sad? No, I'm 31. I need this time off. Hey, hey, let's meet up. My some knees hurt. My let's back meet up. Hurts. Let's meet up sometime this weekend. See you there, buddy. All right. Don't bring your kids. They're too loud. They're fun though. Nope. Bye. See you guys.